Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, where we discuss meaningful business topics to add value to your efforts. Titus Bartolotta is a certified business coach that's often hired for one-on-one coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, here's your host, Titus Bartolotta. This is Solutions from the Huddle. I'm your host, Titus Bartolotta. I just want to say thank you really quick. I mean, there are so many things that you guys can be tuned in for, that you guys can be invested in, and you keep tuning in. And we have thousands and thousands of folks from all across the country, in fact, from all across the world that keep listening. And I am listening to your messages. I am reading your correspondence, and we are really appreciative that this show adds value to your life. Uh, Solutions from the Huddle is powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. And if this is your first time listening, uh, we're a show that's really all about business and life topics. And this ranges from focus to communication, leadership, perseverance. And, uh, and what we do to help make this a valuable product for you is we bring industry experts, community leaders, uh, local, regional, national, global people, celebrities even, pro athletes, folks that have proven time and time again that they understand how to win and how to be successful and implement the business and life skills that don't just get you somewhere, but get you to the right place and on time. Uh, We start the show the same way every time. We ask that you'll join us, and that's in prayer. So here we go. Lord, we give you glory and honor for all things. Uh, We ask that you would bless this show, our sponsors, um, our guests, everyone involved. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Amen. Uh, I want to get right to our guest today. We have an industry expert, somebody that has been doing this for a very long time. Uh, He is a brilliant person, extremely smart. I've gotten to know him on a personal level. He's got the kind of heart uh, that it takes to be successful and the kind of mind it takes to win in business. Um, Brandon Kohlberg is the, uh, the, the regional marketing leader for Mortgage Right of the Carolinas, which is a premium loan company that's helping folks get into homes. Uh, helping people have the dream, the American dream that they hope for. And we wanted to talk about in this climate, uh, the solution from this huddle is really how do we navigate and deal with the craziness and the crisis that is COVID-19, right? Real estate is a hot topic right now. Uh, What's the impact on the loan world? What's the impact on real estate? And so we bring in an industry expert and my friend, uh, Brandon, to the program. Welcome, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great, uh, Titus. We appreciate that intro. Uh, very kind of you to say those things. Um, but uh, but yeah, certainly uh, certainly some interesting times in the mortgage business. I, as you as you mentioned, I've been doing it for 16 years. So, you know, I've seen the uh, the roller coaster that has been the mortgage business over that time. You know, going back to the original refi boom of of late 2003, 2004 into the uh, into the wild, wild west days of, you know, stated loans, stated assets, stated credit scores, even maybe, um, it, it, which led to the mortgage crisis and then coming out of that and then uh, being a great uh, housing market over the past decade or so. And then into this, this virus caused meltdown in, in, in some ways in the, uh, in the mortgage industry. But, yeah, uh, but I appreciate you, know, you having me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, uh, Guys like us, we got to look out for each other. And when I say guys like us, I mean the folks who go to the same barbershop, get the same haircut. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's uh, right. If you're watching the video of this, uh, this is one of my bald brothers here in the world, all right? If you're just listening to the audio, I need you to understand the amount of light that is beaming off the top of both of our heads right now while we're uh, doing this interview. We are helping to generate power uh, for, this, for this planet and bring light <laughs> to a dark place. 
Brandon, tell me a little bit about you. I mean, how do you go from where you started to where you are now? And I understand that you've got 16 plus years in the mortgage industry. Um, So it's not like you started last week, but could you tell our listeners where you did start? Because they know that I don't bring people in here that that didn't come from somewhere, that didn't do something, that didn't get to the position they're in. So can you give us a little backstory about where you came from? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was uh, I was very interested in the Charlotte area uh, back in college. I was certainly in, into um, the, the banking world, the investment side of things and thought I would end up in that route. But, uh, you know, a good friend of mine, um, a long term business mentor of mine, uh, got into the mortgage business uh, back when I was in college and was just, you know, talking to me about mortgages, wanted me to come back uh, to, uh, to Augusta, Georgia, where I'm originally from. I knew that was not the, uh, the, the place for me. And, uh, so that was kind of a bug in the year. I, I graduate college and then I moved to the Charlotte area thinking I'm going to get into uh, more of a, a banking investment side of things. Um, you know, lo and behold, I uh, just landed my first job in the mortgage business and, and it certainly stuck from there. And, and so, you know, the last 16 years, it ha- has been fantastic. And it's certainly one of those situations where, you know, you hear these stories, you know, people who have made it and, and the people that look at them and say, oh, maybe, you know, overnight success. Well, you know, the, the first decade or so, you know, was was certainly not that. I mean, you know, things are great now, but uh, it was a, a work in progress and still is to this day. I, I've got goals that uh, I haven't even remotely come close to uh, to touching just yet. So um, certainly one of those situations where just hard work, consistent effort over time uh, has been a, a huge benefit and, and uh, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. That's, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I, I get a vibe from you that, that it maybe wasn't always easy, right? I, I know that we've had some conversation in the past where you've had to weather some of these storms and because you're in this particular industry and you even mentioned that over the last 16 years, the housing market has not been the most stable thing, right? There's been volatility what has allowed you to kind of stay the course, right? I mean, I've heard you quote Jim Rome. I think we both like him, but you seem like a person that has the right head and heart for things. What has allowed you to navigate some of the pains? And maybe if you could give us an example or two of when this happened in the industry, I didn't tuck tail and run. I implemented this thing I learned and it got me through. I would love to hear some of those things. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'll take you back and kind of share my experience. So uh, back in, I got in the business in 2004 and, and things were really, really hot in the mortgage business at that time. And so it, uh, I'll be honest, my first month in the mortgage business, I, I did very well. Uh, I won't put a number to it, but uh, you know, I looked at my bank account and was like, this, this is crazy. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and certainly that continued for, for some time which allowed me to really follow my entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, we started a construction company, a real estate company. I actually had a spray foam insulation company, one of the first in Charlotte. Um, through this amazing time in the real estate business from you know 2005 and six and into 2007, where things in the startup market were just booming. We had you know places in Dilworth and Myers Park that we did a lot of new construction, a lot of infill projects. And things were, were really fantastic. And then, of course, I had the mortgage business that uh, on the side that I was running at that time. We, me and another guy actually kind of branched off and started our own brokerage company uh, that, that I worked with. And so things were, were really, really fantastic. And then, uh, uh, then, of course, the mortgage crisis happened and 
things weren't fantastic. And, and to be honest with you, I had several businesses uh, at the end of 2008 that were that we shut down. I was uh, uh, essentially at that time unemployed. Uh, the mortgage business was uh, uh, on unbelievably shaky ground. No one wanted to hire. Um, and uh, after kind of like running my own thing, you know, it's amazing, you know, being an entrepreneur, being completely self-employed, running your own thing, you'd think that would give you some ends to go get employed. But uh, certainly at that time, at least, uh, that was not the case. And so I, uh, you know, things were really tough at that time. You know, early, late 2008, I uh, had uh, to put some figures to it uh, with all the, the construction stuff. I was well into debt on the real estate mortgage side. I had over a quarter million dollars in, uh, in consumer debt loans and um, with, with no income. And so I, I you know, I, I wasn't uh, uh, too prideful to, to look in the mirror and say, okay, I got to figure something out. I, I did everything that you can think of. Uh, I even tried to, I, I tried to, <laughs> this was the low point. I uh, applied to be a valet uh, in Charlotte uh, and anywhere, a hotel or a car, whatever, never even got a call back. Uh, so I was looking to do anything and everything just to make a dollar to, to pay the bills. Uh, uh, thankfully, I was married to and still am a, a fantastic uh, wife who, you know, was right there with me. She didn't, many, you know. How many years have you been I, married? I caused all the problems. Say again, say again how Titus. Many, how many years have you been married? Uh, so uh, we got married in 2006. So uh, this year will be 14 years. Wow. So she gets, right. yeah. Yeah. She's, been so, around, she's been around the whole journey. She was there and, and went through these bumps with you. The whole, the whole time. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I was the one who really caused all the issues, uh, was substantially over leveraged um, to, to a point of being stupid. And, uh, but um, so we sold everything that we had. We, we uh, at that time, we did a, a, a mini financial peace course with, uh, from Dave Ramsey, uh, if you're familiar, and yeah, yeah. You know, really, really had to look in the mirror, see how I was spending money, see how I was, um, how money was controlling me. And that, that really began a, a financial process. And, and, then, uh, and then just these Things over time, I, I got introduced to, to, to Darren Hardy uh, shortly after that time. I got introduced to, to Dave Ramsey, to Jim Rohn, to, to, these, to these thought leaders um, who, you know, nothing, uh, nothing out of the box, nothing mystical or anything, just really good fundamental philosophy of That's right. making sure that you're taking responsibility for, for what's happened. And that was a bit. That was a big win. It was a couple. It took me several years, uh, Titus. But um, during uh, part of that, why it made so bad uh, was so such a rough time. I um, brought a friend on to kind of run uh, the construction division, and, and uh, it went really bad. We lost uh, a ton of money, and he skipped town, and the projects were, you know, uh, gone to uh, gone to shambles, and. You know, through the course of events, we shut down the mortgage company. I took over the construction company to kind of make it right, whatever. But for years, I blamed him, and, and it was all his fault. And if and if he didn't do this, then then we would have been fine. It was years later, through the course of just you know becoming more aware and and really analyzing you know things and studying these you know some of these thought leaders on you know personal accountability and responsibility. To I really became. Um, aware that it was really my fault, you know, 
I, I hired her. I, I hired him. I, I gave him so much authority. I, I was extremely loyal to him. And, and loyalty is a great thing. Um, but, you know, you've got to make sure that it's tempered with, you know, realistic and, and making sure that you're putting, you know, your family in, in, in as part of that. And so, which I was at the time. And so, you know, after I really took responsibility for that really rough time in my life was, was really something uh, that kind of switched in, in my thought process and uh, that allowed me to really come out of that couple years of just feeling like, like I was surviving to taking full responsibility of, of what was happening in my life, what happened, the decisions that I've made over time really amounts to the position that you put yourself in now. And so um, once I got to that point, it really allowed me to gain a lot of personal freedom uh, and begin to really implement things and get not just work hard, but really work smart and, and take those hard efforts uh, into let, let, which led into success. So this is from the huddle, we'll talk with um, Brandon Kohlberg here. Uh, tell me, Brandon, are, are, you, are you able to still get really close with people today? Here's really, let me, let me frame, make sure that I frame it right. You were really loyal, really close, gave somebody perhaps more than you would otherwise have given them, or maybe more than you'd give them now after going through that, right? So there right. is an impact, there is a shift, and we can make the argument that it's a shift for good, right? You, you make better decisions today because you went through that, but, but is there a negative to, are, are you still able to get that close and be that trusting or is there now a new barrier that you have to deal with and you've traded one barrier maybe for another? I don't know if that's the case, but speak to that. Yeah. So I have a lot of faults um, okay. and, and, and readily admit that one of them is, is, is not um, really having a deep empathy for people. And so it's, you know, it's to the point where, you know, someone could honestly come, uh, put a, put a, a, a knife to my throat, steal everything I have. And my wife will be like, well, my wife's amazing, but she'd be, you, you got to call the cops. You got to send them to jail. I, I, my first reaction would be like, man, they, they're probably hurting. They probably, they probably needed some things. Yeah. Um, so that, that entire phase really didn't jade me in that way. Okay. Um, now, I, now I'm certainly, I've, uh, again, I've, I've got plenty of faults in other departments, but you know, I've, I've always had a really, uh, deep empathy for people. Um, I, I know how hard life is. I don't know how hard it is, um, for some people. Um, but I, I, I always have that understanding that, you know, you, you see this meme out there, you know, be kind, you don't know what someone else is dealing, dealing with. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I really live that out and I feel that. And it's, it's, I don't know if it's innate with, with, uh, with my personality or that's something that, that I've really tried to work on over the years. I feel like I have, but I feel like I do that really well. Um, and I, 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 I do generally have a big heart for people and not to, you know, be worried about it, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that's really my general, um, sense of, of character. So. Yeah, and I can speak to that. I mean, I've gotten to know you. I know that's true. Uh, we're excited to have your company, to have you and your team uh, as a partner, as a vendor partner, as a sponsor, an events partner with a Leadership Mastery Summit coming up later this year. 
and, and we've seen that immensely from you. Your heart is huge, man. Um, how do you, how do you bring that into the customer experience? And I'm, and I'm going to follow that up with how do you bring that into your team experience? So your ability to have empathy and to maybe be in the other person's shoes or at least appreciate that they have feelings and they have, they have a different worldview than you. How do you bring that, what I call superpower, right? Yeah. Uh, anyone who knows me or knows the show, we talk about this word flame and it's an acronym for faith, love, appreciation, motivation, and empathy. So that yeah. you have one of what I call the superpowers of humanity. How do you pour that into the customer experience? And this is why folks maybe ought to consider doing business with you, right? They can get a loan anywhere. They may right. not have the experience they're going to get if they go with you. But then I'm going to follow that up with how do you how do you bring that into the team experience? Because you have a team, you have employees. First, yeah, from, from a customer. From, from a customer perspective, it's exactly what you said. It's the experience. Okay. Um, I everything that we do and I, that I've done over the past several years has been designed for the client experience. So, you know, you, if you want to buy a house or you need to refinance, you, you know, you may call, you know, bank A or, or person B or whatever it may be. And, and it, it may feel like you're just kind of going through the drive through at McDonald's. You know, you, you tell them what you want and they give it to you and then send you on your way. And that's fine. Um, it, I think there's a lot more to the, the mortgage industry than that. Especially, I mean, you're, you're talking about just a, 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 an enormous purchase. Uh, number one, and so many things that go along with that or should go along with that conversations with, um, you know, your, your tax preparer, CPA, your, your financial advisor, your, your insurance agent. And if you don't have those things, well, we want to kind of bring those people into the mix because your financial, um, you know, perspective or your financial footing, whatever, whatever they call it, your financial plan needs to, con needs to consider a mortgage and your mortgage financial plans needs to consider your overall financial plan. And so a um, little off topic, but getting back to the experience part, that's we start that the experience part with making sure that we're doing what's right on a financial perspective. We're, we're again, we're, we're not order takers. We're, we're, we're true consultants. Um, and, you know, my biggest passion, honestly, I, I love doing mortgages. My biggest passion is helping people succeed financially. And so that's a part of our process. That's a part of the experience that we want to provide. And, and during the mortgage process, there's just a lot of different things that, that we do to enhance the experience. Again, we're, we're, we're not a drive-through line. We're, you know, we, we go to great lengths to make sure that Everyone has a fantastic experience. They know exactly what they're getting, how it ties into their financial plan. Does it tie into their financial plan? Why or why not? Um, and so we just bring a team of people into that process to make sure that the client's well taken care of. We do, I won't give away a lot of our secrets, but we do, we have a lot of different touches during the process to just enhance the customer experience. That, that, that's really what differentiates us. Um, you know, whether it's a Zoom call to go over uh, the, the loan estimate or closing disclosure, because obviously we can't really meet clients right now. And even, even pre-coronavirus, you know, we're, we're not meeting a lot of clients until maybe the closing table. So doing, doing things like that to go over and go through all the documents is, you know, you'd think that would be something that everyone does. It's, it's rarely done. I, 
I, I've got mortgages, uh, you know, I buy and sell lots of different properties. Um, no one does that. And, and so that's just something that we do because we're focused on the experience part of the, of the process. Uh, I love that. I want to ask how empathy plays a role in hiring and managing and leading your team as well. Uh, but we're, we're talking with, with Brandon here, Mortgage Right of the Carolinas, and the website, uh, carolinasmortgage.com, right? That's a way that somebody can start to take a look at what you guys are doing. Um, we're going to take just a quick break here. I just want to say thank you to some of the sponsors that support our show and empower us to be able to do this. So our friends at H2, Home to Office Water, these guys are phenomenal. Um, they are really putting office spaces in a position to provide some healthy resources for their employees. Easy, Easy Living Technologies is an audio video company that is helping both commercial and homeowners. So maybe some great connection and chemistry with our guest today, but folks yeah. that get into a home, they need TVs mounted on the wall. Easy Living Technology helps with that. Our friends Speedy Oil Change will make sure that you get in and out and your car is well cared for. Mobile Smash Rooms is a team building and customer experience like none other de-stress your life with mobile smash rooms. All right. So we're talking mortgage uh, right of the Carolinas. We're talking with Brandon. He's the market regional leader for that. Um, tell me how empathy plays a role in your leadership and communication with your internal customer, which we all know that's what the employee is, right? How are you using that superpower of empathy to really leverage uh, a great employee experience? Yeah, yeah, great question. And and we kind of separate maybe employees into two different groups as, as far as the, the the level of personality that we're working with. Of course, we've got the sales on one side and, and kind of the operations uh, on the other side. Let me speak to the sales uh, first. Um, I've been doing this for 16 years. Most of, the, uh, of that time has been working for, you know, layers of management and that of course has lots of different, you know, looks to it. I started, I joined Mortgage Right in, in January of 19, but it's, so I, I don't own the company, but the decisions are mine to be made to build out, you know, this particular branch at Fort Mill and the, and the greater Charlotte area over, over time. And so when I was looking for, the, for this opportunity, the, the things that I were looking for is born out of a lot of experience, knowing exactly what I want uh, from a from a company standpoint, from a freedom standpoint, uh, from a operational standpoint, from a um, consumer focus standpoint. You know, making sure we're benefiting the client, and so I just assume that other salespeople want the same things that I do. I feel like I want really good things. Um, I want, to, I want to do great business. I want to help people doing it. I want to do it the right way. I want all the support and then some uh, to do it the right way. And so when I'm, when I'm looking at salespeople, and I, I, I tell them this when I'm interviewing or hiring or, or people that I've already got here on staff with me, I just assume you want the same things that I do. So I'm going to continue to fight for what I want and assuming that is what you want. And we have those conversations and very rarely, if ever, is it something I want that they don't um, because I'm, I'm a really a loan off, a producing loan officer, mortgage consultant at heart. It's still how I make, you know, my money. Um, it, it's where, you know, I, I, my passion is. And so it, it really stems from that. 
and, and that's, I don't know if that, you know, kind of ties into the, the empathy part, but um, everything I do, I just assume that uh, the, uh, the salesperson that, that works with me or for me wants the same thing and always making sure I'm never going to that management uh, or manager opinion of things. Uh, I always want to view things from a um, mortgage originator standpoint. Uh, and I think that will, that empathy or that level of desire translates to the other salespeople in the office. And it really, it really comes through and makes a huge difference because um, we don't have any greed or anything because again, it all comes back to if I was working for a company, what are the things that I want? And as long as I keep that perspective, it just kind of flows down to the, to the rest of the salespeople. I love that. Um, and thank you for sharing that because again, we have so many entrepreneurs uh, that tune in that are listening and are trying to find how can I lead my team? How can I create right. a culture? Right? And, right. and so I appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah. yeah I, I would say, think of all the things that you've hated that, that you've really disliked that man, my manager did this. I, I didn't like it. Really be aware of those things yeah. and don't do them. Yeah. You know, I, I focus a lot of my time on the, the negative side of things. I focus a lot of time on positive too, but if you're throwing out the negative and just trying to be positive, then you're going to end up doing a lot of those negative things and you're going to drive people away. You're going to drive your staff away. You're going to drive relationships away. You've really got to understand the things that you dislike about people and then not be that person. Yeah. And, and then it really begins to shape that culture. Then you're really doing things that benefit you and benefit everyone that, that's, that's around you and with you uh, once you begin to eliminate some of those behaviors that you yourself don't like. Uh, you know, it's, it's, this, it's this generational thing. And I, I don't know if I'm getting too off topic here, Titus, but, you know, it, it's, it's the reason that the, uh, the abused kid becomes an abuser down the road. You know, it, there's these generational issues and the same things in business. Um, we, so many people become what they hate and it's because we're not focusing on, uh, you know, really get gaining some introspection on and thinking about those things in a way to overcome them, to deal with them. Uh, so we don't become them. We're talking with Brandon Colbert, mortgage right of the Carolinas. Um, I'm hoping our listeners are taking notes because I, I could not agree with and endorse more so everything you just said. Um, I think there is some tremendous wisdom strategy in there and, and really it's all going to come down to implementation, right? Uh, hearing all this stuff is great. Thinking to yourself, man, I'm going to, I'm going to definitely try to implement some of those things when I get back to the office. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Sounds sexy. Uh, but actually doing it, right? That's where we're going to enjoy the results. So I really hope that our listeners are going to do that. I want to get on the other side uh, as we're here on the back nine of our interview here today. I want your perspective on what we're dealing with. Like what's the mortgage world look like right now? I mean, we, we, we expect that a lot of our listeners are going to go to carolinasmortgage.com. They're going to go, man, this guy, Brandon, sounds really smart. Uh, they're going to call 704-706-3679. They're going to reach out to you because they're going to go, this guy gets it. 16 years, he's gone through the ebbs and flows. He's probably gonna help us now. They're already probably believe that. But 
now, so we're, we're past the part where folks think you're smart and they're going to do business with you. That, I think we, we accomplished that. At least I was hoping my listeners would understand that I brought us a, a person that was smart and someone they should trust. Now I want to get to the part, just tell me for the love of God, what is going on? Because when, when you turn on the news, it feels like everyone has this biased world. You know, it's like, yeah. it depends on who you tuned into and either everything is crazy and awful and, and horrendous or everything's perfectly fine. And I want your real truth. 16 years. I'm in it, Titus. I'm dealing with it. No fluff. What's going on in real estate and mortgage right now? Yes. Yeah. So the, the, the mortgage side of things has really been turned upside down and it, it's not maybe going to get your loan. It, it's what happens after, after your loans close, the, the secondary issues, the, the, the mortgage servicing issues that's really been turned upside down. We're, we're still seeing changes uh, daily and, and, and that's coming all the way down from, uh, from DC, the, the, the Federal Housing Finance Agency, which is the regulator for Fannie and Freddie. Um, you, you've got uh, Ginny May, who's, who's uh, the, uh, uh, controls all, all the government loans. And so the, all these acronyms that you may or may not be aware of and not to get too technical, but they're experiencing just a crazy amount of chaos is the best word. And it's in some ways it's self-induced because we shut everything down. We give free range for forbearance. You know, there's, you don't have to prove that you lost your job to, to do a forbearance on your mortgage. I'm telling everybody, please don't do a forbearance on your mortgage. I, pr I promise you there will be negative consequences to that. If you lost your job, you have no way of paying than, than, than for sure. But, you know, government forbearance, right? Uh, forbearance on government loans is almost up to 10%. We have no idea what's, what that's going to happen um, or what that's going to do to the real estate mortgage markets over the next six, nine, 12 months or so. So it's changing every day, Titus. Uh, what happens um, from a very general, from a very broad perspective, uh, I've got some thoughts uh, I, I think will be okay. I always go back, you know, real estate in general is a very local phenomenon. And so our area, you know, Charlotte, uh, the Earth Southeast in general, you know, uh, for the most part, the Carolinas, Georgia, really went into this thing with a very hot housing market, um, much more demand than supply. I'm still getting purchase contracts every day. People are buying houses. Mortgage market has tightened restrictions uh, a, a bit. Um, it, it's not as easy uh, to get a mortgage. Um, you've got to do a little bit extra documentation um, all the way up to closing. Uh, and, and so we're certainly seeing some changes. Uh, a lot of it is kind of really technical stuff on the back end. Um, but that's, you know, this is, don't hear me wrong, this is a lot different than the mortgage crisis back in, you know, 2007 and 8 and 9. Um, but in some ways, there's some similarities in, in the sense that it's a lot of the bank side, the, the servicing side, where it's, you know, consumers really aren't, don't see the changes just yet. Um, but depending on what happens with these, with these uh, loans and forbearances and mispayments over the next three, six, nine, 12, even, even 18 months, um, it is going to be interesting to see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the forbearance numbers are increasing substantially. And that is where there's going to be a lot of gray area as far as what comes down later. And so for, for our listeners, if you've been contemplating a forbearance, please, if you can make your mortgage payment, make your mortgage payment. 
or to reach out to your local mortgage expert, I'd be happy to take your call as far as maybe looking at a refinance. Typically when you refinance, you're gonna save a few hundred dollars, you'll have a month or even two with no mortgage payment. So that could be a really solid viable option for you um, if you know, you're still working and still you know, able to make your payment, but you know, want to create you know, some, some freedom in your budget. Uh, give them the, the best phone number, the best email to reach out to get a hold of you. Yeah, so my, my cell phone is 704-999-6646. Really easy to remember, 704-999-6646. Email is brandon at mortgageright.com. Right is, of course, you made the right decision. Um, be happy to answer any questions that you've got, put some figures together for you. But, uh, and just kind of maybe, maybe it's just giving you a sense of, of comfort right now uh, with the market. I, I think uh, we're gonna come out of this really strong. The housing market will come out of this pretty strong. We went in very strong and I think we'll come out pretty strong. So overall, you would say an optimistic view though. I mean, if we get opened back up as a country in some capacity, if we get back to some normality within the next uh, couple of months, do you yeah, I, I do. Pay? You know, a, a lot of the ambiguities is going to come from the forbearances on mortgages. How will that affect the housing market and the mortgage market? We, we don't know because we don't know exactly how long this is going to going to go. Um, we don't know how banks and mortgage servicing companies are, are really going to treat these forbearances. If someone's out there saying they here's what's going to happen after your three month forbearance or your six months or forbearance. They're lying to you because they don't know. Um, no one knows, and that and that is the tough part. Um, so we'll see. I, I have a generally optimistic view of the housing market from a from a local perspective. I think the southeast is 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 in good footing. Some areas across the nation are are going to struggle. Um, you know, you you know, to take a worst case scenario, you look at a place like Las Vegas. You know, five hundred thousand you know, people have lost their jobs in Las Vegas um, with, with Vegas being shut down. They're going to have some issues for sure. But, you know, you look at the Southeast as a whole, certainly the Charlotte market's been fantastic. Um, a lot of, you know, record jobs coming in, you know, we'll be relatively insulated, um, which is a good thing for our community, of course. Yeah. And I think having that level of stability here locally might encourage folks to consider bringing their, their lives, their families, and their businesses here, uh, which, which there'll be some good ramifications of, of having folks want to come be here, have a business here, have a home here. Uh, we want to give another quick shout out and thank you to some of our uh, partners here for home and commercial audio video needs, easy living technologies. They do amazing work. They can do that work for you. Uh, and listen, we've got to still, still take care of our cars. Our cars are essential. So speedy oil change and auto service. Don't you dare go down the road with a car that needs an oil change or some maintenance work. And of course, for the best team building on the planet, for a great employee and customer experience, de-stress your life with mobilesmashrooms.com. Uh, Brandon, what's the last word of advice as we close out the show? I, I, you have my sincere gratitude for being here, for imparting your wisdom and the, the, the tactics you've already shared relative to being a leader, relative to the mortgage and, and real estate industry. And then again, for sharing a little bit of your story has been inspirational, but how do we leave the folks? What's the one tip you want to say? Also, by the way, don't forget this. What would that yeah. be? Well, I, I appreciate uh, the time so much, Titus, the opportunity to kind of, you know, give me some, uh, some carte blanche on, you know, just to, to have a cool discussion with you. Yeah. I, I was talking earlier today um, about innovation and, and, you know, 
one of the big, biggest examples of that is Blockbuster. You know, it was not too long ago where, where Netflix was, was brought to Blockbuster um, and, and Blockbuster could have purchased Netflix for pennies, right? They literally said, people want to come into our stores and touch the DVDs. We all know how that worked out. Netflix is now a multi-billion dollar company. Blockbuster doesn't exist. No doubt we're in hard times right now. And so what I would say is if you're a business owner, focus on innovation, uh, focus on creativity. There's so many different things that you, you could have two businesses doing the exact same thing. The current times may shut down one business. The other business may just not just stay in business, but actually their business may, be, may explode because they innovate and, cre and create. And I, I would just say, find different ways to do that. One of the biggest things is find ways, um, and, I, and I, don't, I don't mean to preach, but find ways to innovate and create your yourself. That's the biggest takeaway. The business is secondary. If you work harder on yourself, that's, you know, go to, go to Jim Rohn. One of the biggest things I learned was um, work hard on yourself. Do the things that are going to improve your life, improve your outlook on life, improve your skill set. Um, uh, and then when tough times like this do come, you can kind of shake it off. And, and thankfully, I'm, I'm in a position to where over the past decade, I, you know, I was in a really bad spot in 2009, 2008, 9, 10. I was in a really, really bad spot. I've spent time of the last decade really doing those things. Um, reading the books, doing the seminars, um, uh, finding people like, like you, Titus, to, to kind of get some wisdom from. And I would just say, tune into that, work on yourself. And um, when, time, when tough times do come, you're much more likely to just breeze right through them. I love it. I, again, I mean, you guys are listening to this from a person who's proven, who's tested, uh, and, and, and is, is more than su successful, but significant in our community. Uh, and that is, of course, the truth with Brandon. Listen, I, I'll leave our guests, uh, our listeners with this. You, you can survive or you can thrive, but it is your choice. And yeah. I listen to so many leaders and professionals. And, and, and I'm going to speak for you, Brandon, because I know you. I know your heart and I know we agree on this probably. But uh, there are so many folks that are talking about they're just trying to survive it. I'm just trying to weather the storm. And I think to piggyback off of what you just said, don't you dare try to just weather this thing. Innovate, create, work on yourself. Don't just get through it. People are like, if I could just hold on, if I could just have, have, have something and not go out of business. And that mindset and that heart and that position is not going to put you in a position of strength when you get through this thing. Uh, don't just survive. You better be figuring out how to thrive through this thing. Uh, and you, great example with, with Blockbuster versus Netflix. I think if we sat here for another hour, we'd come up with another 2,000 examples. Oh, yeah. um, uh, gosh, everybody probably thought Jesus was crazy, and he, crazy when he said, just all I need is just three uh, fish, you know, a couple loaves and a couple fish and watch what I can do. What we can do with very little as a, as a, as a community, as a culture, we can put a man on the moon. We can touch a flat little digital thing and call anywhere on the whole planet, right? Can you imagine going back 500 years and saying, I'm going to create a cell phone or every song on the planet will live in your pocket. The bottom line is no matter if there's a crisis or not a crisis, you have the choice to survive or to thrive. 
And I think this is the time to innovate and create based off of what you're saying, my brother. And so that's our call. That's our cry for everyone. Guys, make sure that you keep tuning in. Uh, subscribe to the show. Uh, well, you can find us anywhere major podcasting is available. Our show is also digitally available through our, our amazing local partner right here in the Queen City of Charlotte with ESPN Charlotte. So keep tuning in to Solution from the Huddle. We can't wait to see you guys next time. Bye. Hey guys, Titus Bartolotta here, your host for Solutions from the Huddle. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in today. And if you want to stay involved and engaged in the show, be sure to check out all major podcast channels by searching for Solutions from the Huddle. Thanks again for your support. We hope you come back.